are now in the book of Psalm chapter 61. We will see um, a great blessing that um, we have uh, so far uh, tried on this uh, several um, chapters of the book of Psalm and uh, it's getting better and it's getting uh, really um, helpful and um, giving us a good um, understanding and you know, um, calling upon us to praise the Lord, calling upon us to trust in the Lord. And this is what we need all the time. Um, you know, reminding ourselves that there's only one uh, person here that we can trust, and that is uh, no other than the Lord, Jesus Christ. And here in the book of Psalms, uh, most of the lessons uh, will, um, you know, um, Panel us into uh, giving the Lord the praise, and uh, that is a, a, a real blessing. I'll read this uh, full chapter. There are only a few verses, eight verses there, and we will see. We will see um, what's in store for us in these um, verses. All right, chapter sixty-one, the book of Psalm, chapter sixty-one. Verses 1 to 8. Follow with your eyes on the readings. <laughs> Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. Uh, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the comfort of thy wings, Selah. <laughs> For thou, O God, hast heard my vows, thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life, and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So will I sing praise <coughs> unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows this prayer. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for bringing us uh, together into this place of worship. There's no other place, Lord, that uh, our heart desires to be, and that is the place where your presence is. Lord, we thank you for um, your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, for your um, faithfulness. <coughs> and Lord, uh, help us to be also faithful to you in everything that we do. That our life, Lord, may uh, only give the glory and honor unto our Heavenly Father, uh, through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And bless us this morning and bless all our people. And thank you, Lord, that um, once again you have allowed us, O oh God, to gather uh, together in this place. And give us victory in our hearts and help us, Lord, to understand um, this uh, book of Psalm chapter 61 this time. And help us, Lord, to. Uh, always be joyful and, and, and our service to you will be full of gladness because that is what uh, you want us um, to come with uh, when we uh, come before your presence. And Lord, you want us to be um, um, serving you with gladness and, um, and a happy heart so that, Lord, um, you will also um, see that uh, your people is joyful in the service of your name. Now this time, Lord, please ask with this passage of scripture and help me as I deliver this to your people. I pray that the Holy Spirit will work once again 
I prepare the house for everybody. We thank you, Lord, in this name. Amen. Now, this chapter, again, is very small, um, very, um, you know, only eight verses, but uh, it is titled now, The King, or um, A King and the King, because here, David seems like he is talking about another king. But he's the king uh, at this very moment. This was penned, this was written, because David was the king, but yet he is um, seemingly, um, you know, appealing to another king. And uh, I'm referring to the verse in verse number two. Verse number two, it says there, um, in verse number two, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now that's referred to the Lord Jesus Christ, the rock of ages, uh, the rock of offense to those who do not believe in him. But the Lord Jesus is that rock that followed the Israelite people in the wilderness. And um, the spiritual, <coughs> spiritual rock. Now again, it appears that David here in this psalm um, identifies himself with the Lord Jesus Christ. It appears that, you know, he is on the side of the Lord Jesus, the King of Israel. And, and again, the, we see that David is, was the king, the present and current king in this moment, but he's referring to this rock that is higher than him. And again, um, this uh, referred to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the kingdom of that king is everlasting kingdom, as we know it, that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And this moment of despair, this moment of um, hopelessness of David, the time that he is really sad and the condition is uh, bleak, there is no hope inside. This king, King David, pours out his heart unto the Lord and cries to the Lord for help. Again, when I when I look at King David like this, it's very, very much, you know, the same with us when we are in despondency, when we are in a state of hopelessness. We, we can really relate uh, King David when he comes to the Lord and pours out his heart unto God because he believes that God and God alone is able to deliver him. In your um, maybe sadness, in your um, hopelessness, in our situation, in his life, and sometimes we cannot really see light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing you can see. Uh, it seems like there's no hope of the future and that is the same feeling that David had. He was in the moment of discouragement. He was in the moment of um, despondency and yet he fought back and put that, you know, his faith in the Lord always triumphed, you know, in his, in his trials. He always triumphed in that because he fights back against uh, that feeling of hopelessness because hopelessness is just you know in your heart it's just a feeling it is like uh, um, it's like um, you know 
um, apparent, but it's not real. It's just in your heart that you cannot see any light of, of, the, of the future ahead. But David fought back with that and he cries unto the Lord and he asked God for uh, God's help because he believes that his God that he is serving is able to deliver him. And that is a great blessing in this man, King David. That's why the title of this uh, title of this chapter of Psalm is A King and the King. Because he does not believe that he has all the power to protect himself, even though he's the king, the mighty king, he's the most, you know, he's the most courageous king. He's brave. But again, even though he's known as a brave king, he still has fear in him. He still has fear. Because he said, in many times, he said, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. <laughs> so even the brave king sometimes also will feel afraid. But the good thing with him, he does not rely on his power as king. He does not rely on his strength. He does not rely on his army. He does not rely on his people. Although he loves them, he loves his people, he, he loves his army. And yet, his heart is not placed in them. His heart is always placed in, you know, um, the Lord his God. David um, only uh, relied upon the ability and the power of his God. And that is such a blessing to see. Because all of us sometimes when we have the money, when we have the, you know, when everything goes well, it seems like our hearts is now um, um, a little bit shift, they're not shifting unto material things. Our reliance will sometimes shift to things in this world. When we have nothing, we, try, we trust in the Lord fully and wholeheartedly and completely. We, we, we surrender unto the Lord and we ask God to help and he, he would help us. But with times of abundance, with times of, you know, strength financially, with time of, you know, when we are okay, it kind of, our hearts and our reliance will shift a little bit to the things in this world. That is why I think this is really important for us to see that um, there is nothing really in us, no matter how rich you are, no matter how strong you are, no matter how stable you are, there's nothing really there that we can trust, we can fully trust in ourselves. David is showing us that despite of his uh, being the king of Israel, he controls the army of Israel, he does not trust in anything but the Lord. So again, that is a good lesson for us to understand that our trust should only be in the Lord. Verse 1, verse, verses 1 to 4, <clears throat> verses 1 to 4, uh, these verses here clearly reveals David's distraught condition is really in a bad shape. He said, Here, hear my God, or hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. 
I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. You see where, where, where does he put his trust? He is not relying on anything but God. He does not rely on his gold, on his silver. He does not rely on those things. He does not rely on the ability of his arm. But he puts his trust in the Lord. What a blessing that we have this kind of um, strong man, strong person, very powerful man, and yet his heart is trusting in the Lord. Because not so many people like that. Not so many leaders like that. Not so many wealthy people like that. This man is wealthy. This man is powerful. This man is strong. And yet, you know, he, he puts his trust in the Lord. And again, here you can see uh, in verse number one that he appeals to God's mercy. And he describes his desire uh, to be lifted up and given safety and security to whom? He said, to the rock that is higher than I. You see, um, no one knows about Jesus Christ in this moment. No one knows about, you know, that um, the ability of the, and the power of Christ. And yet, David already placed that in his heart. That there is this rock that is higher than himself. He's a king, but he knows that there is another king that is higher than him. And that is his, you know, great, 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 great grandchild, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ was the seed of David. So, I think 14 generations. So that means David's son, I mean David, then David's son, and then his son's son, and then the son, the son, until all the way down, 14 generations, then Jesus Christ. So David was looking at this son of his, the, the king that is greater than himself. In verse number 5 to 8, you see, it's just, you know, about that, that this, this chapter is finished. But in verses 5 to 8, you can find that um, the psalmist here voices his assurance of God's acceptance of him. He knows that God is pleased, is, has been pleased with him. But we know also that, again, um, um, in, in back to verse number, I think verse number 3, verse number 4, you can find there that um, David here was talking about shelter. He's talking about someone that can protect him from the storm of life, from the problems that will come um, to him. And, and he, knows, he knows this shelter. He mentioned that in verse number 3. He, he knows that God is a shelter for him and, and he makes it known uh, that he's, he's determined uh, that he only will hide to this strong tower, to this shelter. He, said, he mentioned that a strong tower. Verse number three, for thou hast been a shelter for me. So, you know, he, he mentions about um, help, deliverance, and he experienced those from God. And he's not just experiencing once or twice, that is a continuous protection and deliverance that God provided for him. That is why the word 
thou hast been. Thou hast been. So it's, it's a, a present deliverance and ongoing. So here, David um, is very much familiar of God's um, blessing and protection and provision. He has been, you know, acquainted with all these blessings from the Lord. And again, um, he is determined to hide himself in God's tabernacle and to trust under the shadow of God's wings. As he said in verse number four, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. What does it mean? He really wants to be in the church forever. He will stay there in the church. Tabernacle is like, in our case, is a church. He said very, very, very clearly in verse number four, if there is any place in the world that David wants to be in, it's not in his palace. It's, it's, it's not in his, you know, mansion. It's not in his beautiful room, beautiful bed, and the court. It's not into that. David's heart is really into the church. That is where he wants to be. Many of us, we want to be, if we, were, if we are asked by the Lord, okay, tell me what do you want in your life. Most of us will say, Lord, give me a beautiful house. I want to stay in a beautiful house. Now, if, if David is asked, Lord, I want to stay in the church forever. That's the difference between us and David. David has, a, has all of that. But again, David was not rich when he came into this world. He was poor. He was just a shepherd. He was just tending the sheep. And he sleeps in the trunks of the trees. He sleeps in the, you know, uh, on, in, 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 the, uh, in the bushes. He sleeps in those places, rough, rough places. No, no comfortable, you know, blankets, nothing. He's used to that rough life, you know, rough, uh, rough uh, um, living. But then, despite of that, and the Lord blessed him. Of course, the Lord blessed him. When he was blessed by the Lord, the Lord poured this abundant blessing upon his life that he became very rich and he became, you know, uh, the king of Israel. And, and all of these uh, countries run about, no one can fight against him. No one. No one, can, no one could stand against David. And that's why David became very rich. At one time, because he had a lot of uh, material blessings, um, he built a mansion for himself. But he was not happy. Because he realized that, whoa, the Lord stays in the tabernacle, you know, in the tent. It's a, it's a movable tent, movable. And he lives in a mansion. It grieves his heart. It grieves his heart that he lives in a mansion and the, and the tabernacle of the Lord is just there. Just there. That's why he has that desire to build a temple for the Lord. So that means a fixed stationary, not moving anymore, a fixed place of worship. And he desires it. And he asks God, Lord, I am well ready to, to, to build the temple. But it's just that 
the Lord has no intention of building a temple. Now, just read it. Read it. Then you can you can find that the idea of the temple is not from God. The idea of the temple is from David's heart. It was his idea. Now, you might be thinking that God prepared all of that, but look at it in the scripture. Search it, and you will find that David started the idea of a temple. And when David prepared all of that, God said to him, ah, no, not you, not you. I will allow you, son, to do it. So Solomon did it, but David prepared all of this, heaps and heaps of gold, silver, and all those things needed for the building of the temple, it's coming from the heart of David, and he was the one who poured his resources into that project, into that building. And he also, you know, uh, invite all the people under his realm. And everyone gave, gave their golds and gave their silver to build the temple. And you see, um, David was not allowed because David, it's just, there's just so much blood in your hand. You are a bloody man. Because David killed a lot of people. A lot of enemies of God. David killed a lot of people. Therefore God said, no, not you. Because your hands are full of blood. So that is why Solomon built the temple. It was a beautiful temple. There's nothing like it. Even until today, there's nothing like that temple. Because that temple is most of the strong pillars and floors. And everything there is mostly gold. There's so much gold in the time of Solomon that before, when they when when they purchased the 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 mode of exchange in those times of silver, silver, you miss your you, you buy land, you miss your silver, talents of silver, but at the reign of Solomon, silver lost its value, zero value. The the the. The, the value, I mean, the, number, the, um, the quantity of gold during the time of Solomon was so much that silver is no longer considered you know, um, of value. And you see, that is David. Despite of, despite of his, um, you know, um, um, strength, despite of his... Um, um, power, despite of his uh, resources, he did not put his trust in any of those. He puts his trust in his God. And that is a great blessing to see. That we have this kind of rich person, and yet he trusts in the Lord. He gives his uh, full trust in God. Now, let's jump to verse number 5 this time. Verse number 5, it says... For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Now here, David voices his assurance of God's acceptance of him. He knows that God is pleased of his life. 
is pleased of his heart, his design. And again, not only um, does David's future as the king of Israel um, that is being placed as the focus of this verse in verse number five, and also um, the, the place of the, the Messiah, that being the Lord Jesus Christ, the King, again is also set forth here in this verse. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows, thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. <clears throat> thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years um, as many generations. And again, that, that only happens to the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the one who will be prominent from generation to generation is not David, but the Lord Jesus. So he's really like looking forward for this uh, coming uh, king, the, the king that he has not seen yet with his eyes, the king that he's um, anticipating in the future to come. So that is in verse number five and verse uh, to verse number seven. Verse number seven is in, he shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. And, and there in, in again, uh, we can see that praise is always very comely. Praise is always comely before our God. For many, many weeks, I asked you or giving you like um, um, like uh, prompting about praising the Lord. When you wake up in the morning, you praise the Lord. Because our God deserves the praise, you know, every single moment in our life. In other words, if we have not praised the Lord, there's a day that you have not praised the Lord, you owe that to God. All of us should give our praise to the Lord because our God deserves it. Now, any person that will not praise the Lord is guilty of depriving God of the things that He owns, of the praises that belong to Him. That is why all of us should praise the Lord. Pastor, what about if I have problems? Or, you know, if I face problems, I cannot praise the Lord. No, even if during the time of problems and calamity, we ought always to praise the Lord because our God deserves the praise. So here David praises the Lord. And as we know it, praise is always comely unto God. That is what this psalmist is saying. The psalmist expresses his song of praise unto the name of the Lord. That is the verse number 8. The final verse. Notice the final verse. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever. That I may daily perform my vows. All of us, probably, we have vows. Now, I do not know about you, but I have vows. I believe many of us have vows. And we want our vows to be performed all the time because that is our desire. And if there is anything that, you know, disrupt us from doing our vows, our heart will grieve because we were we are not able to give our vows. Me, I have, uh, in those times, I think, uh, many years ago, uh, we have this, um, we have this, uh, 
was that um, activity that we had here in the church. And then in that activity, I, I, I made a vow unto the Lord. And then I did the vow. But there was one, one point there that I was not able to fulfill my vow. And my heart grieved. And I asked the Lord to help me that I will be able to fulfill my vow. And then the Lord helped me um, that, you know, the vows that I, I asked, um, I, I put forward before him, and I was able to do it. And it was really a joy in the heart when you are, you know, constantly doing your vow. Here, verse number 8 is also speaking about <clears throat> the vow that we can perform it. He said here, so will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. I do not know if you have vows unto the Lord. I ask, you know, I, 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 I encourage you to have your vow and say to the Lord that vow and then perform your vow because the Lord wants it. He, he, wants, he wants us to you know, to be loving him, to be um, affectionate to him, and he wants that we have a, a sweet relationship with the Lord, and then um, we will offer maybe anything that we can offer unto the Lord, and then make a vow about it, uh, something that is higher than uh, what I can maybe afford, that's, that's what I did, that's why sometimes it's disrupted, because the vow is higher than, than my normal ability, so when I made that vow and it disrupted, it grieves me. I said, Lord, allow me to go back again to this. Lord, help me that I can perform this and the Lord will just help me. The Lord will just perform it. Because why, why he did that? Because it's in my heart's desire. I decided that so that I can do, I can perform that vow. Out of my own, it's impossible. That's why that's why I put it as a vow. Lord, allow me to do this. It's beyond me. It's beyond my capability to do this. So, Lord, but my desire, Lord, that I can I can have this. I can give this. And it's hard. It's 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 really tough. But again, it's a joy when you um, are able to perform your vow. That is what David is saying here. Praise is um, always. Family. And, the, and and you know you can you can perform your vow every single moment. So when I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. And you see here, um, David examined himself. As you see, verses one to four, he looks at himself. He looks at the desire of his heart. He looks at the you know the. The condition of his heart, and then in, in, in verse number five, in verse number seven, you can also see the exaltation, the um, the elevation of God. He he like elevate he elevates the Lord um, to the highest and acknowledge that he is the true King. And, and in verse number eight, you will find the expression of praise whenever he is able to perform. He will sing that praise. He will give God the praises. You see, why why David is like this? For one reason, and not really for that particular reason that uh, David did this because he, he is protected by the Lord. But 
that prompts him to and reminds him about the protection of God, about the goodness of God in his life, that he praises God and he gives glory to God. And again, it's not because of what he received from the Lord that he gives glory to God. But it's just that, you know, the prompting point. He is prompted because of God's abundant favor upon his life. He is prompted um, to praise the Lord. But it's not because of what he received that he praised the Lord. It is really uh, resident in his heart, the praise of God. Now, many of us, we will praise the Lord when we really receive those beautiful things. And we praise the Lord. And we only praise the Lord when you receive good things. But David, no, our praise is already residing in his heart. And it's just that this blessing that will come to him will always remind him to give praise to God. So now David is expressing his praises because um, he is reminded of all this um, labor and overwhelming, overwhelming um, provision and protection of God. Uh, David here pleads for us for a place of safety in God because he believes that God is his shelter. And he believes that it is the Lord, he is, he, he is his strong tower. And he identifies himself with the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. David, despite Jesus Christ arrived 1,000 years from him, is long gone when Jesus Christ was born. David has long been gone, and yet, David identified himself with the, the, uh, the, uh, the king of Israel, the Messiah, the great king, which is he considered himself um, inferior to the king because he said he is the rock that is higher than I. And in this, uh, my friend, you will see that um, as our concluding thought in this, that the mercy of God reaches to those people who are in the depths of despondency, those people who are in, you know, uh, very, very um, down, very, very discouraged, <clears throat> those people who are really um, not seeing bright light for the future, and those kind of people, um, the mercy of God reaches out to them. That is why whatever is your condition this time, whatever is your problem perhaps, if you have any, and many of us have, despite of how deep, how big is your problem, the mercy of God can reach out to you. That is the example here of David. He was in great distress, and yet the Lord helped him. <clears throat> The psalm said also in other uh, chapter, he said, well, um, um, I am poor and needy. I am poor and needy. Yet the Lord thinketh upon me. All we need to do is, you know, praise the Lord. This is David. He's always praising the Lord. 
because not as I said, it's not because you receive some blessings from the Lord. Praise is residing. Praise is residing in his heart. I hope and pray that praise will reside in our heart so that we don't have to wait for great blessings to come for us to praise the Lord, but we will praise the Lord every single moment, every single time, because you know, praise is coming to the Lord. And the Lord deserves all the praise. The Lord deserves all the glory out of our life. Let's bow and pray. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this uh, chapter of the book of Psalms, chapter 61. Lord, uh, it's a great blessing, Lord, to see this um, situation of David in his need, in his um, despondency, in his hopelessness. And yet, Lord, um, he puts his trust in you and he only relies upon your provision of safety, Lord. And Lord, help us to see the same thing because you alone, O oh God, um, can help us in our need, in our, um, in our calamities, in our, um, in our longing, uh, in our, in our um, hardship. Lord, you alone can help us. And Lord, I, I thank you for uh, being a blessing to so many people in the past. You have shown your power and your uh, res response and your blessing upon them, Lord. But Lord, I also pray that you do the same to us and to our people uh, this time, God. And bless your people and that every time your people, Lord, will come to you to seek your uh, favor uh, and to seek um, your, your, um, to seek answer from you, O God, I pray that you will answer their prayers and help them, Lord, in their needs and bless them and bless them mightily and make them a blessing to so many. And continue, Lord, um, to strengthen, continue, Lord, to um, um, help your people so that, Lord, your people also um, will give the praise that you deserve. We thank you, Father, for um, giving us the opportunity to see this uh, life of David in this aspect of his problem and his uh, uh, hopelessness, so that, Lord, when times also will come to us uh, to be in the same situation, we know what to do, and that, Lord, we only have to praise your name. We only have to rely upon you. Thank you, Father, for all the good things that you have given to us. Thank you for all the blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break.